Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Darren James. Today's episode is recorded on the 3rd of August. And today I'm going to be talking about the international Olympic community. So they've recently been in the news because they've admitted that its current guidelines for transgender athletes are not fit for purpose. And they say that it's plans to release a new one, the new um, guidelines will be released within the next two months, apparently. So the IOC's medical and science director, Richard, Dr. Richard Budget, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, said the science has moved on and he had stressed that a new framework for sports would also focus on safety as well as fairness. However, he made clear that inclusion remained important and it would be up to each sport to find a sweet spot between safety, fairness and inclusion. So this announcement is basically coming this is our this article became public before I actually realised uh, what's going on with the Olympics. Because I don't actually follow the Olympics. I've seen bits and bobs here and there, but I don't actually follow it. Um, the announcement has come after weightlifter Laurel Hubbard made history on Monday, which would have been the 2nd of August, by becoming the first transgender or first trans woman to complete in a solo event at Olympic Games in a women's super heavyweight category. And that's weightlifting uh, she was competing in. She qualifies having met international weightlifting rules following the IOC's 2005 guidelines, which allow her to compete with any surgery providers. She takes medication to lower her testosterone. testosterone. I don't know how you pronounce that, I do apologise. To below 10 minimal slash 1 for 12 months. However, she did accept that the 2005, sorry, the 2015 guidelines were no longer backed by science. Um, I absolutely accept that. Things move on. He said at the time, the 10 minimals per litre were set because we thought that was the lower level for men. We now know that they go down to seven, and women can be higher as well. Agreeing on another number is impossible, is almost impossible, and possibility, possibly irrelevant. And you can debate that endlessly. Um, she goes on to say, budget said that the, or budget said the IOC would put in a framework for international individual sports federations to make their own decisions for stress there was no one there was no one size fits all for sports there is some research but it does depend on whether you are coming from the view of inclusion as the first priority or absolute fitness to the ninth degree being the priority he did say if you sorry if you do not want to take part or take any risk at all, anyone might have an advantage. Then you must just stop. Then you just stop everybody. If you prepare to extraordinate the evidence that is there and consider the fact that there have been no transgender, openly transgender women at the top level until now, 
I think the threat to women's sport has been overstated. Budget, budget again, I don't know this person's name, has also indicated that he accepted it was fair for World Rugby to ban trans women at elite level because of safety uh, dangers, while national federations allow transgender players to compete at club level. So what's your guys' thoughts on this? Like, I'm not a big sports person to a degree. Um, like, I like a bit of wrestling, sports entertainment, wrestling. I like some USC. I like some boxing. That's about it for the most part. Like, I don't really have a problem with a transgender athlete completing man or, man or woman, doesn't matter. Um, competing in the USC or World Wrestling Entertainment or any sort of wrestling company, whatever it may be, or any sport, I might actually say. As long as, you know, it's a fair um, game, if you will. Like, she's a, she or he's able to compete at the same level as this person they're facing. There's no higher advantage, advantage or anything like that. And it's a fair game both ways. Um, you know, I don't know many open trans or gay athletes because, again, I, I just don't follow sports that much. And again, I don't have a problem with any gay LGBTQ athletes or people in general. I'm all for diversity. And I'm also very interested in seeing new history making moments, such as Laurel um, becoming the first person, well, first openly trans woman to compete solo at a weightlifting Olympic event, or just Olympic event in general. I find it really cool. I think it's re- it's a really cool story to tell your kids as they grow older, like, hey, if, like, if they're into sports, whatever, you know. Like, I was there when, well, not there, because there's no fans in attendance, but I, I was there when this person became the first person to do this, do that, whatever it may be. I find that cool. And I'm all for history-making moments. But yeah, I know there's quite a lot of controversy when it comes to transgender athletes in the U- well, I was going to say UFC. In sports in general, for that matter. I, for one, don't have a problem with it. Lots is all good. Um... You know, I, I don't know what safety protocols that you have to go through, but lots of pass on the safety protocols. I don't, I'm good at it, uh, and I just, yeah, like, I don't really want to say this because this is outside my ball game. But you know, I just want to see cool entertainment, if you will. And once I'm happy, once I get that, and the people who are competing against each other are safe. And there's no danger or any risk to each other, then I'm all good. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, what do you feel about transgender athletes being in Olympic sports? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or just sports in general? Do you have a problem with it? Do you have any mixed feelings about it? Do you have any favourite athletes that might be LGBTQ representing or anything like that? If so, please get in touch with me somehow. And until next time, thank you very much for listening. Take care and bye-bye for now.